0: You
1: ever watch The Hitcher? The Hitcher? Yeah. HBO original movie back in the day with Rutger Hauer as a hitchhiker. Rutger uh, Hauer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This has nothing to do with our episode whatsoever. I just, I really <laughs> like that movie. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I was thinking about, it does kind of have a little bit to do with it. I was thinking about my ranking of the Halloween movies and why it might skew away from what other people would have. Sure. And part part of it is because my first Halloween movie is not the one you would typically watch. What was your first one? I'd watch a little bit of the first Carpenter one, but not the whole way through. See, my first one was the second one, so which is already kind of weird. But. Yeah, because it's it's not even like a second movie; it just immediately picks up where the first one stops. Yeah, it's like a direct as a as direct a sequel as a sequel yeah. can be. Um, my my first one the whole way through was the Rob Zombie one. Oh no, because like, no. uh, my roommate Ashley is both a fan of Halloween and of Rob Zombie. So she was sure. super excited to go see it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's college, so I can either like get drunk or do nothing. So I'll do that. Um, <laughs> and we both really, really liked Halloween. We went all out and like decorated our place. It was great. Well, hell yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't understand why people don't. Like...
0: Uh, well,
1: time and capitalism
0: is the big issue right now. But... Uh, well, okay, <laughs> that's different. You also – okay, no, that's not fair because you have a stockpile of of just decorations and toys and I all <laughs> kinds of stuff that just make your house fun on Halloween.
1: Uh, right, yeah. I, I'm i tr- resisting putting them up before Belinda gets back from Chicago. Oh, fair, fair, fair. But it's hard. Uh, <laughs> so because that was not only the first Halloween movie I'd watched all the way through, but spooky movies in general. Okay. Because I did, I wasn't allowed to watch things that were overly spooky as a kid. Sure, sure. Um, And so I was like, oh, this is a genre I just probably don't like. Uh, (laughs) That's hilarious. Go uh, on. So my pre-Zombie, Rob Zombie Halloween watching, there was, I think it was an AMC Top 100 Scary Moments special. Okay. And one of them, and I I had watched none of these movies. So it was was like all spoilers. (laughs) Um, 100 scares, 100% spoilers. Uh, and the one was from The Hitcher. And it's the, I think he's in like The Greasers. He's like, like a biker dude? I think he might be like Pony Boy. I could be completely wrong. I'm, I'm probably wrong.
0: <laughs> oh, he's an outsider.
1: Oh, right. Like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Outsider, types. not greaser. Well, yes, yes greaser, but not. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, no, greaser still applies. And he's like eating these like steak fries and just like, he's just like thinking of the shit that he's seen. I'm going to spoil <laughs> The Hitcher's one moment for everyone. I, mean, um, I think I guess, the as like, old just, as I am.
0: I guess it's, it's just upfront spoilers for pretty much anything we talk about today. Yeah,
1: I I'll try to if we, we go into heavy spoilers, I'll just like mention it ahead of time, sure, sure, but uh in general, a lot of spoilers. Uh and he's just like staring off into this like diner. He's eating his like steak fries and he goes he's just like um fries, I'm, I'm, <laughs> what the that was some intense shit and he goes like bite down. He's like that's a finger. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not like he doesn't say that, but you know, but that, that's the reaction, that's the reaction, though, yeah. and I was like I kind of want to watch this movie, and, <laughs> and I loved it as much as I thought I would. Excellent, uh, and I've since then. I well, the first film that I worked on, as far as me directing, uh, writing and directing, yeah, was a student, quote unquote, student film called Whitaker Tapes. And I was like, well, I need oh, to research this, yeah. so I like watched all these horror films, uh, and then I watched, um. Shit, I forget. It was one of the, like, French new wave horror films. I wasn't, like, a big fan of it at the time. But then I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The first one, I was like, ah, ah, shit, I'm caught. I caught it. Yep. I caught the bug. Yeah, that, that'll that do it.
0: it. That's a really fucking good movie. Yeah. Because well,
1: before that, I'd watched the, the Universal Frankensteins. And I'm like, this is fun. Yeah. Or even um, Night of the Living Dead, which I know is technically a horror film. But yeah, it feels very much like a drama, like a family oh, drama. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, it is. It's, it's both. Yeah. But as far as like out and out horror, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Anyway, so every <laughs> every season, you can cut all that. Every season, <laughs> I pick a franchise to watch through, right? Okay. Uh, Because again, didn't really get to watch a lot of this as a kid. Sure. Last year was Friday the 13th. The year before that was Nightmare on Elm Street. See, these yes. are all the franchises like my mom grew up with. So she's like, no. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm catching back up.
0: No, your mom would absolutely not. Like, despite despite her allowing you to uh, somehow watch Batman Returns, yeah. there was no way she was going to let you there watch was any of this. Based <laughs> <laughs> Just, There was a chicken-based deal. There was a chicken-based deal. We've established that uh, there there could be no no amount of chicken to make up for this. No,
1: the, my my favorite part of the story is that she's said two specific moments that scared the shit out of her as a child, uh-huh. and is the reason I was never allowed to watch horror. The first one is in the first Friday of the 13th, or sorry, Elm, Elm Street. She's like, there's a tongue that comes out of a phone and like licks this girl. Yeah. Sure Which is. Is, it does happen, but <laughs> when you watch it today, it, it's, it's so goofy. Super goofy. <laughs> <laughs> it just it feels like somebody's like wiggling the phone back or the tongue back and forth. A little bit. It's like it's, you know there's somebody like rattling off, around. off camera
0: with like a broom handle yeah. and they're just like <laughs> blah, blah,
1: blah. it's still it's still great, but it's not scary. Yeah. Uh, and the other one is um I think it's 1972. I could be wrong with that. But it was a made-for-TV Dracula movie. I think it's called Dr- Dracula. And Jack Palance plays Dracula. Oh, and hell it's yes. directed by the team who did Dark Shadows, the soap opera. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, and it is goofy as hell.
0: Yeah, that uh, sounds about right. Because it's
1: Jack Palance just being Jack Palance. Yeah. Running what? around in day for night
0: <laughs> with a cape. What more could you ask for? <laughs> like...
1: Is it fun? Yes. Yes.
0: Is it a little slow? Yes.
1: yes. Is it scary? No, it's not. <laughs> uh, so this year I picked the Halloween franchise because I hadn't gotten to it and because Halloween ends, comes out this October. Right. That's correct. We thought we'd open up this episode by me ranking the Halloween movies. And to see how mad you can make everybody. And seeing how mad I could make everyone. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I watched... Nightmare on Elm Street, I was already a fan. Like, I already liked that franchise. Sure. Yeah. Uh, watching Friday the 13th, I became a fan. Watching Halloween, I kind of unfanded. You unfanned <laughs> Yeah. I was like, ah, Mike, he's cool. Is all right. I like what he does. Nice, uh, simple outfit.
0: Yeah. It's just, you know. So it's a, it's just... a good inside out Shatner on his face.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, it's not the love. But then I
0: watched uh, everyone that every one of them that's out currently. So before you jump into actually ranking them, I just want to point yes. out I've I've still only seen the first two original Halloweens uh-huh. and the first of the new Halloweens, like the one that came before Halloween Kills, seventeen, that one, yeah. yeah. I, so I've not seen the Rob Zombies, I've not seen Season of the Witch, I've not seen anything beyond that or so in between those.
1: Luckily, most of the ones you've seen are more towards the top of my list, sure, and all the shit that you've not seen is towards the bottom.
0: Okay, so I've not made many mistakes with this.
1: No. Again, I'm ranking a a franchise that I'm not a huge fan of. (laughs)
0: Let's hear it.
1: So do we want to go... Bottom to top. Bottom to top? Yeah, bottom to top. Um, (laughs) Absolute bottom. Just the fucking worst uh, is Halloween Resurrection. That's the Mm. one where they do a Blair Witch inside
0: of the Myers house. Oh, okay. I think I remember seeing... Uh, trailers for that when it was coming out.
1: Real, real dumb.
0: The next one up from that
1: is Halloween 6 Curse, Curse That Mikey. Curse Him. Uh, That is where there is a pagan cult trying to do things
0: with the mic. I I, I just want to be clear. Curse That Mikey is a subtitle you're giving it, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was trying to fix it, but uh
1: mostly it makes it sound way too fun the it it really should be the very bottom if the camera work were worst it would be okay okay. like halloween resurrection from top to bottom it's all garbage um it starts with killing off jamie lee curtis so like no yeah but i'm glad they ignored that uh curse that mikey has implies that mike myers has maybe had carnal relations at some point no and i don't like that one no, bit. no
0: no no this man has never this man has never fucked no I, I really
1: don't like it step up from that revenge of the mikey <laughs> uh which <laughs> is all it's it takes some threads from halloween 4 and carries them on and i like that idea because i kind of liked where they were going with halloween 4 but it okay. completely drops the ball because it's like oh we got to get into that pagan ritual stuff Sure, I should also mention that there's two different cuts of Halloween six, and I watched the director's cut, I think.
0: So Pro- you, producer's
1: cut. there's no director's cut.
0: Producer there, okay, director. producer's cut. okay. So yeah, so you haven't seen a theatrical. correct. okay. um does is there any kind of like fan consensus as to which one is less terrible?
1: They are I think the producer's cuts considered to be
0: slightly better, but is it like they're both so bad that nobody really gives a shit? Correct. okay.
1: I think one of them – I think the reason that people like the theatrical is it takes away the the aspect of Mike fucking. Oh, the producers added that. The producers added that because there's more pagan shit in the producer's cut. Mm. But there's also more Dr. Loomis, mm. which is, it was Donald Pleasence's last film. Oh, damn. And <sighs> – That's – okay, that's,
0: that's yeah. rough. Yeah. So it's like – I picked the producer's cut because Donald Pleasence. So – would not adding the fucking take away from the Donald Pleasants? I, I think a lot of his investigation deals with the cult.
1: So the, okay, so, so, the, so it,
0: the, the pagan cult has to be there. I think so. And, yeah. and they just don't have another choice than to engage in having Michael Myers fuck. Uh,
1: from the memories I've erased, but I'm now trying to recall. Yeah. Cool. I <laughs> I like to think that Mike Myers died repeatedly as a virgin. Yeah. So Halloween four, so this was the first one back after Curse of the Witch, Season of the Witch. Yes, yeah, sure. All curses are all curses. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. It was okay. The somehow the this iteration of the mic mask looks stupid. It just was dumb. They, they altered it. They didn't change it at this point. Yeah, I think every except for the
0: first two. I Think they've all kind of like changed slightly. Yeah. As you can't, they couldn't find the same Shatner mask to, to, uh, to fuck around with after, well, the, after a certain point. Owning
1: s- several latex masks myself, <laughs> they did deteriorate pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, but this one feels like they lost this one on a bus somewhere and then they had to go buy the like knockoff brand Mike mask. Okay. Did.
0: The, the Dollar Tree Mike Myers. Right, right, right. Uh,
1: but the character's a little bit. You know, the the side characters are likable. Um, It's a little bit of a bummer that they killed Jamie Lee Curtis off screen. Um, What the hell? Yeah. How many times did they kill Jamie Lee Curtis? So let's talk about the timelines of Halloween. Oh, God. (laughs) There's like three different, three, three, four different timelines. Uh, The first six movies are one timeline. Okay. And then they reboot it with H2O. Sure. Which ends after Resurrection. Because there's only two movies in that timeline. Yeah. Well, there's the, the original movie is in every one of the timelines.
0: Okay, that, that always yeah. counts. Yeah, that always that's always <clears throat> your always your jumping off point. Unless okay. you
1: do the Rob Zombie timeline,
0: in which case it's a whole new it's a whole new, new, new start. Right. Yeah.
1: And then you have the most recent timeline, which is Halloween. Halloween, we did it again. <laughs> <laughs> and then Halloween kills some people.
0: Which is, does that ignore Halloween two? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they they ignore Halloween two. Okay, that was the thing that I wasn't sure about because I knew I knew it held Halloween one as sacred continuity. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it held two as well or you know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it ditches two. Okay. H- anyway.
1: After Michael returns, we I jump to H two O. Which is considered to be
0: pretty good by most fans, but I it, it is very early two thousands. I remember some hype around it whenever that for whenever it first came out. Mm-hmm. I uh, I have not seen it myself. I don't I don't think anyway.
1: It's fun. It, I think they tried to do some stuff after the Scream came out.
0: I could sure. be wrong. It might have come
1: out before the Scream. I don't know. It's it's like the shitty version of Scream. Okay, not as witty, but mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis came back, which is always good.
0: Yeah. Until she died in Resurrection.
1: Until she died in Resurrection. Yeah. She has a kid who's kind of charming. Like the the side characters are interesting. Okay. It's just like it's not a good enough movie for me
0: to watch it again.
1: Fair. Above that is Halloween Kills, which is
0: the most recent one that's out currently. Right. That's the one. The the, the sequel to which is coming out this year. Yes. Okay. Uh, now, I know a lot of people were pissed about this. They one. were. I've I've now watched it twice. The first time I watched, it, I'm like, this is
1: fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, watching it again the other day, I was like, yeah, you know, it's not that bad. I do hate how often they say Halloween dies tonight or evil dies tonight or that. And I know <laughs> they're trying to not so subtly play on m- mob mentality and how certain aspects of our political spectrum will get uh, yeah. l- looped into catchphrases and do things that they normally wouldn't do.
0: Gotcha. Um, yeah.
1: Like <laughs> kill a person who's just – Escape from a mental institution. The in in the movie, Mike is on the bus, yeah, and crashes said bus because he's going to do his Mike. Uh, Mike and, and a Mike, yeah. Some of the other people that were on the bus, who were also from the hospital, were like, "I guess I'm not on the bus now, so I'll wander <laughs> around." And then the mobs like, "That's a Mike Myers because they've never seen his face." And then oh, they no. do things to
0: people that are not Mike Myers. Okay, yeah, that's some mob mentality yeah. uh, hysteria kind of shit. So it's. I enjoyed aspects, certain scenes of
1: it. I like, what I liked about it was watching Halloween again, 2017, directly into (laughs) Halloween Kills. Watching them back to back actually adds a lot.
0: Oh, nice. Uh, Okay.
1: Because there's some characters you see briefly in the first movie that then come back in the second one to be more important.
0: Okay. Um, That gives me less hesitation about wanting to actually watch that one. Yeah.
1: And I'm hoping they do that with Halloween Ends as well, where you're seeing this play into the last movie. Neat. After Halloween Kills, we have Robbie Z's Holly, Halloween
0: Two. Robbie Z's Halloween Two. Okay, horse, horse, horses, horse, Ho- horse. There's a horse. There's a horse. Yeah. Okay. What, what's what that horse do?
1: Most just stands there. It <laughs> really just stands there, menacingly. Not even. It looks kind of
0: bored. Um <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this is a very, very calm, honest assessment of this yeah. course that you're giving. I yeah. really would have expected you to, to like to think that it had ulterior motives.
1: No, it doesn't want to be there. Um... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Halloween 2 is considered by many people to be like the worst of the Halloween movies.
0: Yeah. Rob um, Zombie's Halloween 2. Correct. Yeah. But like of all of them. Gotcha. Uh,
1: I like what he was going for. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of trying to explore... His – Mike Myers um, psychosis, trying to understand like why he does what he, he do. People hate that apparently.
0: Yeah. It's um, – Patton Oswald's bit about the Star Wars prequels come to mi- comes to mind for me where pe- people don't want to know why they love the things they love. They yeah. just want the things that they love. Yeah. The thing that hurts it is money.
1: He was given – He was given too much? He was given none. None. No, uh, weird. No
0: time, no money. But You can do whatever you want. Just no time, no money. Just no time or no money. Uh, So it looks like... That seems like you can't actually do what you want. Right. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Didn't... Wait. Didn't his first one go over pretty well initially? Then why the fuck did they not give him any money?
1: Because they wanted him to do one thing and he wanted to do another thing.
0: But you said you can do whatever you want. Yeah.
1: But we don't believe in you. We don't believe in your vision. So no monies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm having Superman lives flashbacks now. Let's keep going. (laughs) Let's keep
1: going. Um, But like the exploring Mike and Laurie and how they connect and their kind of family upbringing, I thought was really interesting. But the kind of like music video style aesthetic imagery didn't work because no money.
0: Sure. So even for that kind of thing, you got to have some money.
1: Yeah. It just looks kind of like, oh, you put some like flashy lights on this (laughs) (laughs) spooky
0: Wife of yours, um, <laughs> so it didn't really work. He, to be fair, he does like to put some flashy lights on his spooky wife, which is great. But <laughs> uh,
1: this is one of the two movies that we'll talk about today. That the best thing about it is the band that I found. Um, Excellent. Ah, oh, shit. What's it called? It's I'll I'll look it up on one of our breaks. But it's like Captain Creepy and the Not Nice Monsters. It's a rockabilly.
0: Oh, sure, fan. sure,
1: yeah. Uh, made specifically for the movie. Oh, my um, God, yes. And it's, it's pretty fun. Uh, above Robbie Z's Holly 2 is Halloween, oops, we did it again, 2017, uh, which I enjoyed <laughs> much more the second time. Nice. Uh, I don't like what they did with New Loomis.
0: What they, I, I forget. What did they do with New Loomis? Well,
1: one, he's New Loomis, so they're well, just like- they,
0: Well, they couldn't old Loomis. Right.
1: But they could have done, like, entirely new, different character. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Not like
0: evil Loomis,
1: <laughs> which is what he was. He's like, I'm the evil Loomis. I let Mike out to be evil. Mm. Yeah. So I don't really care for that. Yeah. But everything else I was fine with. Okay. Above that is the OG Halloween. Sure. Above that is...
0: Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're in the, we're in the top three now.
0: <laughs> okay. Above the OG Halloween. What's that? Can you... <laughs>
1: That would be Robbie Z's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, <Jack>. oh God! <laughs> I feel like I have to explain myself a little bit here. <laughs> All right. So by the time Halloween came out in 1978, I was born in 87. Yes. A, a lot of horror movies had copied Halloween <laughs> by the time I was birthed into this godforsaken world. That's
0: true. That's definitely true.
1: <laughs> so a lot of the shtick that. Halloween kind of perfected. I had already seen in a bunch of other movies. So none of it was new to me. Yeah. Do I love Gone Char- Gon Charpenter? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's been a long, long week. Bam, shme? <laughs> I love John Carpenter. Yes. That's established. But I'm definitely more of a Thing fan than oh, absolutely! Halloween fan.
0: No, it's, it's perfect.
1: But, you know... Halloween. I enjoyed it. It just didn't blow me away because I watched other stuff before that. Rob Zombie's Halloween, however, uh, if you were to like Jack, we need to remake. If it, on this podcast, we're like we have to redo Halloween. It would. It would. I would end up pitching Rob Zombie's Halloween, not in like the grotesque, over the top nature, but in the analyzing the character to figure out why he is the way he is. Okay, that's what I. That's me. That's what I would do. Yeah, and like. It has a little bit of that Henry uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial, Serial Killer vibe, where it's like, ew, this is gross, and I don't like it, and it makes me uncomfortable. But it's kind of supposed to. It's supposed to, yeah. Because like, if I think in the original, it was scary that Mike was just a regular child coming from a regular family. Uh-huh. But I also don't care. Whereas this was like, this was an awful family with awful human beings raising this child, and like, of course, he turned out to be Mike Myers. And as a fan of true crime, it's much more that most of the time than it is just some random kid in a clown suit. Sure. Oh, he tortures animals? Of course he does.
0: Yeah. That tracks. Yeah. And then... Number one. I I, 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 I did. I did just... It just occurred to me a second ago, like, hey, there's only one left. Yep. So your favorite Halloween film is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that movie.
1: <laughs> Tom Atkins for days, give that stash. Just, he sucks on a booby in that movie. Does he? Yeah. Huh. Like good, good for him. Good for that I think, stash. I think he's a local boy too. Really, he's a Pittsburgher. I
0: think so. Oh. Or s- surrounding area.
1: Okay, greater uh,
0: Pittsburgh area. I think so. Yeah. Okay, That's something to look into.
1: I I uh, love him as an actor. He just is very much an everyman. Sure. The
0: stash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So why why is this your favorite aside from the uh, mustache on booby uh, features that is
1: definitely helps it <laughs> <laughs> much like we were just talking about My Chemical Romance and the earworm that is Helena yes this has a really obnoxious earworm oh so the the premise revolves around these Halloween masks that change children into gross ghoulies and the commercial for this mask for Shamrock novelty masks i'm not going to sing because lawsuits sure but it's very catchy and they play it all, all a, through the movie like a whole bunch. over and over and over again and at first you hate it and then you like it and then you hate it and then you love it
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it comes back around a yeah. few times yeah okay so i immediately worried that there was gonna be a luck a fucking leprechaun in. no,
1: no but... they they do the shamrock thing more as like hinting towards the pagan roots of
0: Halloween. Oh, okay, okay. Because I, I know that, or at least I have I have read in places that like the idea for Halloween was to be more of an anthology kind yeah. of setup, that yeah. Mike Myers was never supposed to be the face of the franchise the way that he yeah. is, and that this was supposed to be the jumping-off point for yeah. like, yeah, let's tell a different story, and no one liked that, except for you, apparently. E-
1: either this will explain why I am the way I am, or it will make people hate <laughs> me more. I would have liked Halloween 78 and Halloween 2, more if that had been the entire story. Like if they had stopped with Mike Mike there. Okay. Rather than playing the character out to death. Like I don't care about this character anymore. Yeah. Whereas if it was like, oh, we got to see his whole story in one and two, we moved on to season of the witch, which that's the thing I like the least about the movie is the fucking title. It just doesn't, there's not really a whole lot of witching in the movie. (laughs)
0: What is it about certain sure. movies where they just give it a name like that? Like, Becca yeah. and I just found ourselves watching Blair Witch Two uh, the other day. Book of n- Meanness. The book it was it's, it's the full title is Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Two. <laughs> and there are it. two things that are not in this movie, books? which is a Book of Shadows or the Blair Witch. <laughs> like, uh, oh, were there any books? Eh, there might have been some books. Okay, <laughs> yeah, <might> been... <laughs> well, at least there were a yeah. book. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. So now that we've we've uh, we've put that out into the world for you to be pilloried for, uh, should we get into the actual thrust of Let's this episode? Let's do that. Hey, welcome to Drazzled. We're about a half hour in. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> the latest we've done a fucking intro.
1: <laughs> I'm Jack. They had it coming, Culbert's in. And this is Joe. <laughs> there are bones beneath that beard, Neelis.
0: <laughs> Shavings a nightmare.
1: <laughs> I we're doing a bit of a relaxed thing. Because it's Halloween! it's Halloween! It's
0: spooky season, baby!
1: <laughs> and clearly I have not even two brain cells to rub together, just the one <laughs> bouncing off the
0: walls. So, <laughs> so if you tuned in last year uh, for our very first Halloween uh we took a whole bunch of, of uh, prompts from a social media calendar. Uh, yes. And responded to them which that's still available to listen to go check that out if you would like uh but we're doing something very different this year in that we've uh we've a- a compiled a curated list of directors who we want to examine the best and worst films of so we put that list out into the world for people to chime in on and a couple of you did so thank you for that thank you to uh Tabby from the Happy Hour podcast uh, thank you to Cam Scully for sending in a voicemail, and to a friend of the show, Matt Stoyanoff, for sending in a, a voicemail that uh, missed the prompt a little bit. But we appreciate <laughs> the input. Uh, I will add those into the episode at some at yeah. uh, at various points, so you get to hear those uh, uh, those bits of input for yourself.
1: So initially, we were going to do the really well-known
0: horror directors, yes, which we talk about
1: anyway, all the
0: time? Yeah, honestly. I mean, we brought up John Carpenter a whole bunch. Yeah, uh, Friend of the show, John Carpenter. <laughs> friend of absolutely no one, <laughs> John Carpenter. There was a really great uh, piece of footage that came across my Twitter feed the other day where it was somebody asking him, hey, I loved Escape from New York. What the hell happened with Escape from LA? And John Carpenter's was response just... was, fuck you. And, like,
1: threw him the finger.
0: <laughs> Don't say shit like that to creators. No. It's like, just rude. I saw
1: somebody comment like, he doesn't know how to take criticism. Like that was not criticism. That was not criticism.
0: <laughs> that was dicketry.
1: <laughs> so after seeing that list, and I'm sure we'll do that at some point, we we decided to talk about directors that don't get as much love. Maybe show you some movies that you're not as well aware of.
0: I mean, we we, we took a couple that are more established mm-hmm. horror directors, just you know, for the sake of having a couple on there. Uh but we yeah we wanted to we wanted to get a more diverse list of directors there to discuss just you know for our own edification because you know I I know I certainly wasn't aware of some of these mm-hmm. directors' works and uh and there's just a a wealth of stuff out there that's worth highlighting and kind of an embarrassment to myself
1: I wanted to watch new horror movies and yeah. uh, the way to do that was to watch <laughs> movies not done by white men yeah uh, though we did keep Wes Craven.
0: We did keep Wes Craven. Just, we, did keep, we did keep. We did keep. reason. We did keep Clive Barker, but he's he's very gay. He's very gay. Yes, he, he is white. Yeah, gay white. <laughs> Goddamn God it! <laughs> uh, there were there were a couple of uh, of caveats to our the list that that we uh, that we compiled though. We wanted to specifically focus on directors that had at least three works of horror. Done. Yes. So, uh, whether that's TV or film or whatever, so there were a few people that we didn't bring up that yeah. we had considered, uh, which will give some honorable mentions now, I guess. Yeah.
1: So one of the like best postmodern vampire films out there is *Near Dark*, which is by Catherine Baylo, has Mr. Billy Paxton in it. Yeah. It's it's pretty good. You should go to watch. It's it's described as a neo western horror film, which is fun. Yeah. No, I, I very much enjoy it. Um, One that I've not yet watched, but very much want one too, is called Eve's Bayou, which is like a Southern Gothic film by uh, Casey Lemons.
0: Casey Lemons. Okay. Yes. I like that title.
1: Then there is the classic, The Slumber Party Massacre, (laughs) uh, which is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, This one is by Amy Holden Jones and written by Femme as well, uh, Rita Mae Brown. Okay. And- if if you like slasher cheesy slasher eighty movies that that's this. Uh, the most recent Candyman that's two thousand twenty one, yes, uh, which is a a, a
0: Requel. Cool. is yeah it's a good, it's in, in amongst that trend in mm-hmm. Hollywood lately as uh, so a Nia DaCosta, I yes. think is the uh, yeah. the director I
1: it's weird there's like. Elements I really really like, and then elements I really really hate. Yeah, so that seems you... to
0: be the consensus I was seeing. With uh, they, they, there's some good ideas and there's some bad ideas, so it averages out to being like,
1: yeah, sorry, all, right. all right.
0: I'm excited to see what she does with uh, with the Marvels coming yeah. up. Just, she's jumping from Candyman to the MCU. Then there's the Babadook, uh, which is Jennifer Kent. Jennifer Kent, I fucking love the Babadook. I gay icon the Babadook. She
1: she has done a second horror film like Nightingale
0: Gale or something. She um, also did like a Babadook Christmas special of some well, sort. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong. I thought I remember seeing that on her IMDb. Her second
1: film after Babadook, I Babadook, re- one of the reasons I didn't watch it last night was it's very hard to watch.
0: Okay. Like in terms of like hard to find? Or... No, hard to watch. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to, like, have an episode where we don't have to have the CW warning of assault.
0: Oh, yeah. We may as well throw this out there. I mean, We already we already have to have the CW uh, oh. or content warning for for sexual assault for this episode, as well as, you know, violence against women, dismemberment, uh, blood, v- violence. I guess we were talking about... Uh, we're talk, we're should, talking about horror movies, yeah. Jack. <laughs>
1: well, just... so the one review I'd read for, I'm going to say Nightingale, but I could be wrong, was that somebody was watching it at, like, Cannes or whatever festival, and they, like jumped out of their seat and they're like I've already seen her get raped twice. I'm not doing it again. Jesus. Which I'm like well don't want to see this one. Yeah, that's uh, uh that's rough. But her uh Jennifer Kent's explanation for this was it's dealing with the treatment of the aboriginal people of Australia. So ooh. Um so like th- fair might have to uh, go into that one with like a solid stomach. Yeah. Anyway, Anyway. (laughs) uh, so she she will actually be directing an episode of uh, Guillermo del Toro's upcoming series.
0: Oh, the Cabinet of Curiosities on Netflix. Yes, I'm Um, very excited for this.
1: She's directing, I think, episode one which she is by Guillermo. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I pulled it up on the uh on Wikipedia when we were talking about it earlier. Yeah, she's definitely directing the first episode. Uh another director we'll be discussing today in more more in-depth uh lily Amarpour, uh is directing the next to last episode, I think. Uh Catherine Hardwick, yeah. Panos Kosmatos uh of uh Mandy and a personal favorite Beyond the Black Rainbow. Yes. Which
1: I love and nobody else does. <laughs> <laughs> two two different episodes are
0: uh, from Lovecraft stories, yes, including the Catherine Hardwick one and yes. a um, Keith Thomas directed episode as well. Uh, yeah, so that's something to look forward to that's coming yeah, out toward exactly. the end of right. October. Uh,
1: so, do we want to take a break before we jump into the actual directors? Uh,
0: I think considering how long the intro on <laughs> Halloween went, yeah, well, I think we should take a little break here. let um, say <laughs> refresh our city water and then we'll jump right back in fresh.
1: Oh lordy, welcome back. This is the Halloween. To Jambara Rambatit has uh, uh, episode of Halloween <laughs> stuff. If you made it through the first part, you you did good. Here we are to talk about directors that do horror that you may not have heard of. Yeah, so
0: we're actually going to get into the main conceit of what the, we were doing for this episode, <laughs> right. which was the best and worst uh, films yeah. done by certain directors. You could really
1: just start here.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you want, yeah, skip to this point <laughs> if you don't want to hear anything about Jack's bad opinions about Halloween. <laughs>
1: You just got to really, like, look past what society tells you to think about Halloween. Yeah, man. Ask yourself, which is the best Halloween? Yeah, wake and up, know, <laughs> It's obviously Tom Atkins'
0: mustache. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
1: <sighs> they go to this, like... Secret town where that's owned by the She's toy company, stupid. and it's all like secluded and shit. But it's just like him and the woman who plays or does the voice of Catwoman and Batman in the animated series. And the toy company is, the...
0: is is reported to be haunted. Well, so it turns it... out it's just the landlord dressed in a spooky outfit, and he would have gotten away with it. Well, what's it wasn't for that meddling yeah. Tom Atkins? Really,
1: it's just the the main. Anyway, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I said we were going to talk about directors that are lesser known, but we're going to start with
0: Jordan Peele. Okay, yeah, Um, let's start with Jordan Peele. Um, Yeah, uh, again, not necessarily lesser known, but maybe have a lesser footprint in horror and also just aren't white dudes. Yeah, so Jordan Peele, uh, if you have not seen any any of his work, fix that, watch his stuff, it's so fucking good. Uh, Director of Get Out, Us, and most recently, Nope. Yeah, I'm
1: irritated by people who don't, like his movies just flat out don't like them in fact I, th- that's how I feel about anyone who doesn't like a movie if you just tell me like, yeah I don't like it why why there, yeah there's I'm... gotta be a reason there for why you don't like it and... I, I thought Halloween Resurrection was fucking garbage and I can tell you why but I didn't just say it sucked I didn't like it I don't it. like it
0: why yeah it's I've, uh, that's always frustrating me how, pe- uh, how people will go like, no, I just didn't like it. It, just, it didn't suit my personal taste. Well, why didn't it suit yeah. your personal taste? Like, R- interrogate that a little bit. Look in, like, uh, what? Yeah. why do you th- feel the way you feel about things? Critical thinking. Just a little bit. Huh. And that goes the same way in reverse, too. Like, if you really liked a movie. Why? why? Yeah. Why did you really like a thing? Like, hell, Hot Fuzz is yeah. ar- arguably copaganda. You know why I fucking love it? Because the writing is extremely tight and it's funny as fuck. Yeah and is more subversive than people might think. The editing's pretty sweet. The editing's it's so really good real tight. It. Yeah. But uh anyway, <laughs> there, not, not a horror movie, movie at all.
1: There is that one part where
0: I could have pulled Shaun of the Dead. Timothy what? Dalton. Yeah, you could have. <laughs> there is a part where Timothy Dalton gets that tiny oh, like the tiny village spire jammed through it's, his mouth. It's really that is terrible. arguably some horror shit, even accompanied by some cheesy theremin. <laughs> hot, hot fuzz, not a horror movie except for 10 seconds. Except for like 10 seconds. <laughs> Now so, I want some ice cream. Oh yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> Jordan Peele has done three movies, uh, which was the limit we were going for.
0: Yes, he's also done some TV stuff. But he has done some TV stuff. He was responsible for the uh, the resurrection of the Twilight Zone, which mixed reviews. I'll have some opinions. I have not we'll seen any of it, it
1: so I've watched four episodes. Okay, um, three counting's three. hard. Uh, <laughs> so best and worst, Jordan Peele.
0: I think best is Get Out, at least in my opinion. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I yeah. It's most of the people on this list, I do not have a problem rating best and worst. His, I'm like, well, it depends on, I mean, maybe, the,
0: but the this one seems really like I. That's the thing. Like, they're all really good fucking movies. They're, yeah. I think th- the only thing that trips me up a little bit is like the question of whether or not you consider Nope to be a horror film. Which there's, I think there's an argument that it's more of like a psychological thriller. Sure, but that's a fine line, right? Um, if I was
1: intellectually arguing whether or not it was a horror film, I could do that. Personally, it's a fucking horror
0: film because it scared me. <laughs> sure, I mean th- th- that that the chimp was horrifying. The chimp yeah. was
1: terrifying, and the creature. I won't spoil this one because it's so new. Sure, yeah, um, yeah, we'll
0: avoid. Yeah, we'll avoid spo- uh, big spoilers for 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 Nope here. But the creature.
1: As we see more and more of it, becomes almost cosmically upsetting.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. Um. On like a Final Fantasy level, I yeah. kind of, I kind of feel which some which for some people that might seem stupid, and for other people that might sound great.
1: Well, if you think it sounds stupid, you've not played enough Final Fantasy. Because I agree. Those monsters, like especially your like end game monsters, are fucking terrifying. Yeah. Um. gets nuts. Was it Reverse Sephiroth? Is.
0: yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: but no. it's, like, it's like that. It's not like you're like leaf eaters. It's more like Kefka. I'm just saying, Kefka. you yeah. have to say Kefka. Uh, there's not any clowns in this one.
0: No, there were no clowns in this one. Um, there was there was opportunity for clowns. Were, they there could was, have easily fit. A clown they could in this easily movie. fit a clown into that into that like old west like mm-hmm. uh, tourist trap town that yeah. that Stephen character has. There, are tons of room for clowns there, but there were no clowns. Did I tell you I got one of those little dolls? No, you didn't yeah. tell me that. Yeah. Oh my god, fantastic. See, nope. Just yeah, it's, I, it he
1: he uh he describes it as his version of Jaws, which makes sense. I
0: get that. I absolutely get that. It's like reverse Jaws. It's in the air instead of the water. <laughs> That's <laughs> he's flying Jaws. Flying Jaws. Um, it's Jaws. It's swimming. Nope. <laughs> Uh, Get Out is also fantastic. That's kind of been talked about the death. I think Us is probably the most controversial of his yeah. works, where because uh, Cam, who sent us a voicemail, mm-hmm. uh, that it said flat out that Us is his least favorite uh, Jordan Peele movie. Which I think I can I can see an argument for that being the weakest of them, but I, I really enjoyed it. Like I want to rewatch it because I was when
1: I first I think I first watched it with you. Yeah, it was right after Get Out, and my expectations were so
0: high. That's true and the story's a little bit more convoluted. I think yeah, there's definitely some convolution to worry about there. Performances I think were fantastic in it. No
1: no problem with the performances. They're the, all fantastic.
0: There was some criticism of Lupita Nyong'o's choice of her doppelganger character's voice cuz she was mimicking yeah. a, an actual voice condition that is like beyond you know, beyond people's, you know, capability to control and just kind of othering somebody who has something they can't control. Uh, okay, about okay, okay. I thought people were just like annoyed with it. I was like I thought it was an interesting choice. I, if uh, separating it from like the real world implications mm-hmm. of people who ha- who do talk that way beyond their control, uh-huh. yeah, it was an interesting choice and definitely helped separate the doppelganger character mm-hmm. from yeah spoilers for us uh just uh they're do- them doppelgangers yeah if you've seen the trailer you probably picked up on I it I mean but... yeah it's not it's not easy to hide they're not really trying to hide it nah yeah i i, I loved everything about her performance in and of itself but like yeah mm-hmm. like that is kind of a troubling choice like she she you know, like any kind of like sensitivity training or or sensitivity like coaching could have mm-hmm. probably like helped guide that choice in a different direction mm-hmm. or to where it was still distinct but not like Having these other implications, gotcha. but yeah, you know.
1: so yeah, get out. No, but this depends on like the day and time of day, as far yeah. as what I like more, like what I'm in the mood for. Sure, uh, and us, I still thinks good. So, moving on to one that's a little bit more controversial. Takashi Miike.
0: Takashi Miike. Okay. So I'm I'm interested to hear what you have to say about Takashi Miike's work, because I've I've literally only watched one movie of his for this episode. Sure. Uh, This is my only exposure to him, and I picked the movie that seemed like the the most notable of his, or the one that I've heard people talk about the most, which was Ichi the Killer. Yeah. And I I did not enjoy it.
1: (laughs) I would probably be a little worried if you did say you really enjoyed it. Yeah, Uh, honestly. (laughs) So... When I watched, so I've I've watched maybe like four or five of his projects. He's on our list of movie directors. He's done the
0: most work. He yeah, he is a prolific filmmaker uh, in horror and in other genres. Yeah. just he has a massive resume. Like we're gonna talk about Wes Craven. He's
1: done way more than Wes Craven. Yes. So the first thing I watched of his was Audition, which is probably the one I would have recommended you watch. Yeah. It's been a long time. I don't really remember much of it. I remember the ending. That's about it. In comparison to
0: to Ichi the Killer, it's definitely subdued. <laughs> <a> <laughs> like, see, that's the thing is, like, like, even as I've been reading up on some of his other stuff, like, it just seems like he and we talked about, about this a little bit before mm-hmm. we started recording that he has such a varied style mm-hmm. that he like, there's no really pinning down like what makes a typical Mieke film. Other than making you upset. Other than making you upset. He does aim
1: to make you uncomfortable, for and sure. That I could even say that for a fact because not all of his stuff is horror. Yeah. But of the things I've watched, the thing that he has in common is making you upset by the things he does to the human body. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. So I'll break it down uh worst the best. Uh so he there was a series called Masters of Horror, which was like very hit and miss. Yeah. John Carpenter does an episode called Cigarette Burns, which I really enjoy. Okay. Very out of the norm kind of stuff that John Carpenter would typically write about or, or direct, but I really liked it. Okay. Takashi Miike has an episode called Imprint, and I hated it. I hated Oh, it a lot, wow. Uh, quite a bit <laughs> to the point where I'm like, I started this journey kind of liking and being excited about watching his films. And then by the time I'd watched this, I'm like, I don't want to see anything else. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's just straight body torture and like really awful towards women and which is kind of like runs through his work. Like if you Yeah, that
0: was one of my biggest problems with Ichi the Killer. It's like there's so many rape scenes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So when I watched Audition, I didn't really like put his name to it. Mm-hmm. By the time I watched Ichi the Killer, I had, I wasn't watching it as a horror movie. I was watching it as a, a transgressive film. Okay. Um, sure. Cuz I was that was a phase I was going through, I guess. Sure. And it, it does check that box heavily. Heavily, yeah. Uh, I don't really see it as a horror film. So much as like, this is a movie that's going to upset you. There
0: are horror elements, I think, mm-hmm. but they're also not really played into all that deeply. No. Like, uh, some of it, I mean, some of it is largely, I would like to call anime bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where like, like, the, like the main antagonist, like he has those lip rings mm-hmm. that are like really weirdly placed. Yeah. Like they just don't, they don't look very it's, good in a live like, action setting, yeah. no. but then he takes them off for that one moment. Mm-hmm. It's the only time he ever does it in the entire fucking movie to expand his entire jaw like a fucking snake. And he like eats a dude's hand yeah. and like that move and like that scene, like effects wise didn't look too good, but also was one of the better moments in the film, I think. And I wish they had played with that a little bit more. I'm curious to
1: know when that movie. I want to say like 2001. It was like,
0: 2001. Yeah. Was it? Okay for um, Ichi the killer specifically?
1: Yeah. Yeah, to 2001. Um I I would be curious to know if it was originally a manga? I don't think it's an anime.
0: I think it might have been a manga. Though. That could be worth looking into. I could definitely... I think like in the way that some of the characters play up their facial expressions mm-hmm. and also in some of the very, just very overt anime bullshit yeah. that happens. So, uh, the guy getting cut in half <laughs> uh, uh, vertically the, <laughs> very early in the film is one.
1: The... See, like... I, well, I didn't watch it that long ago, but for some reason I can't remember most of it. But the part that stuck with me as being awful to watch mm-hmm. was the guy being
0: suspended from the ceiling. Oh, yeah. That's rough for um, me. I, I don't do well with suspension to begin with. If you're not mm-hmm. familiar, it's like the idea of like, hang, like ho- hanging yourself up bodily by hooks in your skin. Which yeah. some which some people are super into as just like a form of like bodily exploration and, and yeah uh, and experimentation it's not and some meant people to be horror. In, <laughs> and some people are into it for kink shit right uh, which I'm not kink shaming be into it if you're into it for that reason cool it's not for me
1: the the two times I've seen it portrayed in cinema was both as like a horror thing yeah uh, the other one being I think the cell
0: it does get brought um, up in the cell uh, also the entirety of Hellraiser. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I guess that's true. I was just like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess
1: that that whole movie is just the... yeah, that is where that shit comes from, <laughs> for sure. Which we'll get to. <laughs> so I I didn't enjoy Ichi the Killer, but I no. found it really interesting in that it's so vastly different than what I would typically watch in a movie. Yeah, uh, like at some point you've watched so many movies. I watch about at least twelve movies a month. I'm up to twenty two so far. Jesus Christ! Uh, partially because of this episode.
0: Yeah, I think I've seen like, I mean, because of this episode, i am definitely like above my normal quota. Yeah. But I think normally I'm at like four. I've got a problem. Um, <laughs> I also don't watch a lot of TV. See, uh, I see. I I I watch more TV than I do movies. Yeah. I think normally, but uh, I think between between this show and just like wanting to watch more movies, yeah. I, this, I've been yeah doing um, that. It's
1: just you just kind of get to a point where you want to see something different. Uh, this and, is different. It's definitely that. It's, way, <laughs> it's that. it's
0: real fucking different.
1: <laughs> um, so worst imprint hated it. Um, the one up from that is the Happiness of the Katakuri's, which was you. You were mentioning this mm-hmm. earlier. What What is it about uh, it's, Happiness it's, of the Katakuri's? It's been such a long time since I've watched it. Actually, it was brought to my attention by Pirate Scott. He was like, "Hey, you gotta watch <laughs> this <laughs> movie." Bringing up pirates, yeah. you're gonna have to
0: get him on the show, yeah.
1: It, it's just like a goofy ass kind of like Japanese family comedy mm-hmm. until uh, the end when there's like claymation demons. It just it just takes like a such a hard left. that You're like, Wh- what? <laughs> the, the only one I haven't talked about and probably the one I enjoy the most. Um,
0: there's a anthology film called Three Extremes. And, oh, you told me about this. Yeah. You, you, you mentioned that like some of this was particularly hard to watch. Yeah. But, but Miki only does one mm-hmm. portion of yeah. it. So the one, he didn't do the one that I really didn't yeah, like. Yeah. There's,
1: there's one, the very first one's called Dumpling and it, it's it been expanded into a full length feature, which I cannot <laughs> imagine
0: getting yeah, through. Yeah, that, that one, you, I think, there's like a uh, lot of, a lot of horrible shit with, um. I don't like,
1: do well with uh, horror and food combined. Yeah. And there was... That's exclusively what it is. It was called Dumpling. Yeah. The second one I also enjoyed, and it's by the guy who directed Old Boy, which... Right. Now that we're on this side of the project, I probably would have chosen to do him instead of Takashi Miike. Okay. Uh, oops. Hey, next year. Next year. Yeah. Um, His was really interesting because it was about this like super nice film director who... Gets kidnapped by an extra that just happened to be in a bunch of his films. Oh wow! And just like hates him for being such a nice guy, <laughs> uh, and then traps him in his on the set that they were just filming on. Oh wow! Which is an exact copy of his house. It's it's a lot of body torture, but it's also kind of funny, <laughs> and, interesting, and it's it's a play. Like it's just, it's a straight up a play. Um, okay, which I really like. Yeah, uh, you could. You I could. Get, I can get down on stage that. It's a play. Uh, but Takashi Miike's is, is, again, not good towards women. So if that's your thing, uh, don't, uh, don't. Unfortunate recurring theme in his yeah. shit. Just, oh. Uh, it was also the only one that we've watched that I actually was like, oh, it was kind of scary.
0: Okay. So effective as horror.
1: Effective as horror. It also has a lot of the imagery I like. So like circus, sideshow type stuff.
0: <laughs> um, so there were clowns in this one.
1: No, just contortionists. Oh, uh, well, okay. Yeah.
0: Definitely, definitely uh, cinematically interesting. Yeah, yeah. Unlike uh,
1: Imprint, where it just like shows stuff, this one is more suggestive, which I find hmm. to be more effective than just showing it. Yes. Uh, like, I've been playing Silent Hill 2 for the
0: first time. Yeah. And I'm like,
1: I'm very upset, but they also aren't showing anything, really. It's yeah, I,
0: all... the when you can make it, like, atmospheric mm-hmm. and I ha- I have it just, like... In the periphery, you know it's happening. You know there's something horrible, but it's not front and center. Yeah. I think that that can be so fucking effective just just scaring the shit out of you. Yeah. So the segment's called Box. Box. Because the
1: contortionist Box, you know. Oh, sure, sure. It has, like, dream imagery. It has, like, circus imagery. It has, like, really good just, like, J-horror moments. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, I, I would probably watch it again. The rest of his stuff, probably not. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh,
0: uh, Cam, who sent us a message, also said that Ichi the Killer was his least favorite of uh, Mike's mm-hmm. work. Uh, just say, watch it, Imprint; he'll <laughs> change his opinion. He might change his opinion. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I will say for as much as I did not like Ichi the Killer, mm-hmm. it some interesting cinematic choices. Like there yep. was some definitely like, Mike knows how to how to frame a shot. I will give him that. Yes. Yeah, box was probably one of the better shot things that I've okay. watched for this project. Neat.
1: I will watch some of his other stuff because I'm curious because he has so much out there. He's also known for One Miss Call, which is one of the better known J-horror films of, when was that genre? Like 2000s, early 2000s? Yeah. Or like The Ring. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I forget the original title of The Grudge, June, I think.
0: I don't know. Anyway, that genre. Sure. Um, the creepy wet kid genre. The,
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hey, let's talk about a different director. Yes,
0: let's move on. <laughs> All right, hey, next we have Karen Kusama. Karen Kusama. Okay, cool. <sighs> uh, so she she's what known for uh The Invitation, mm-hmm. Jennifer's Body, and fucking Aeon Flux. And Aeon Flux. <laughs> yeah. Uh which uh Tabby from uh from the Happy Hour podcast who wrote in uh, specifically mentioned uh, Aeon Flux as her least favorite, uh, as a, as the worst. And she's right. And she's right. <laughs> I've not seen her take on Aeon Flux. So. Um, so, and she doesn't like it either. It's it's
1: one of the times where the studio took it out of her hands and recut it. Oh, it's
0: one of those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So That's unfortunate.
1: She has done more. She's done other movies that are not horror. Like Aeon Flux is not horror. Right, right. Um, which if you haven't watched the original MTV cartoon do it. It's really interesting. It's bizarre, but it's really yeah. interesting.
0: It's weird to say any MTV cartoon, but I know that's right. I forgot
1: what that block was called, like liquid something or...
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm not quite that old. <laughs> uh, so her first film was Girl Fight, which is like a boxing movie with Michelle Rodriguez. So Yeah, I, yeah. None of those things sound interesting to me. But then again, Raging Bull doesn't sound interesting to me on paper and it's great.
0: Yeah, it's great, yeah.
1: Uh, she also did some episodes of The L Word, Man, in the High Castle, Master of Sex. She's done a lot. She's done more TV work than she's done film. Okay, but uh, as far as ranking goes, for me, and I wanted to specifically do her because over the last couple
0: of years, Jennifer's body's been reevaluated. Yeah, because I remember it being kind of widely panned when it first came oh, yeah. out. I thought it was stupid. Which I'm not entirely sure how much of how much of this movie is. Uh, like I don't know if it's more influenced by Karen Kusama's directing or Diablo Cody's right, writing, right? Right, yeah. Because it is very distinctly a Diablo Cody movie as yes. well. But I can Diablo but, Cody of Juno and some TV stuff I can't remember. Yeah, like like the the quippiness of it yeah. definitely comes across as Diablo Cody, and a lot of the world building I think of it comes across as as her as well, but. Mm-hmm. The horror elements of this I feel like are really well executed in term and I feel like that's more Kusama. I agree.
1: Yeah. I remember watching this when it first came out, and the biggest issue with it was it was marketed as Megan Fox Hot. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember a lot of the marketing being that. And I watched it with my, my then partner and she loved it because she got it. Because sure. she was a femme is a femme. Yeah was a feminine as well. And had like dealt with the shitty boy boys of that time. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, I mean, Megan Fox is hot. <laughs>
0: Movie not good.
1: Uh watching it now, I'm like, oh
0: I really enjoyed watching yeah. it this time. Yeah, like I I, I... I think I had watched it earlier, but it may, it may have been one of those things where I was like on at a party and I didn't pay close sure. attention yeah. to it. Uh, but like this time, I sat down, and I watched it intentionally. And I was like, "Yeah, this is actually really good." Like yeah. the 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 scene that she set, that, that she's creating, the world that she's creating. Feels very real and very true to yeah. me to the time as well. Like it is super <laughs> fucking, fucking Adrian Brody. <laughs> oh my god, fucking Adrian Brody. He plays a douchebag so well. He plays in and like th- there's something just like really like yeah I get it, buddy. About like man, you know indie indie bands these days that look like us are a fucking dime a dozen. It's like yeah, they sure were, huh? Yeah, yep. There's just like you like there's this element. Like I look at you guys and it's just like oh man, you look like members of Boys Like Girls and t- and cute is what we aim for formed a fucking super group just it is bonkers how accurate they nailed that aesthetic and how how much of the movie plays into that as well into like those various kind of like high school early college subcultures i
1: think having some distance between that time period and Mm -hmm. now helped a lot oh yeah because it wasn't that long ago that like when the movie had initially come out yeah not that much
0: time had passed where (laughs) it's like now i can look back and be, oh yeah That was fucking stupid. There was something that really deeply nostalgically satisfying for me for like that one. That one, like, shot where they, like, kind of crane in on Jennifer. She's just kind of, like, waiting in a field after she has become possessed yeah. and everything. And and there's just, like, fucking metalcore riffs playing over the camera and just trucking in on her. I'm just like, this fucking yeah. rules. <laughs> it's like, a completely unnecessary. Except, I mean, it's building the drama for what she's about to do to this right, football right. player. Yeah. But, like... Like there's something it would it would be hilarious for so many people, but for me it's just like oh that hit the spot in in a way. <laughs> yeah. So
1: what the, the the
0: marketing fucked up,
1: and it's really yes. heartbreaking to hear. There's this interview from not too long ago with Megan Fox, and I think it's Diablo Cody. It, it is it's Diablo Cody. Yeah. Talking about making this movie, and the the day where her and uh, Amanda Seyfried yeah shot the scene where they make out. Which is really important for their character development. It is. But they're like, oh, we just shot the trailer. Like, that's how they're going to market this. Film. Yeah.
0: And that's unfortunately what they did. Like, they, yeah. they pulled, like, a lesbian chic kind of yeah. hot bullshit. Like, yeah. soft core bullshit kind of yeah, yeah. kind of marketing a tactic. And it just, it does the movie a fucking disservice. Like, no. Well, they don't even show Manessand
1: Fried really in the marketing. No. And, it's,
0: and she's, it's like, the main the
1: fucking main character. Mind. Yeah. Uh, and a phenomenal actress. Yes. God, it's one of those movies I wish that I had walk, like, just walked into it completely blind. Yes. So if you have not watched Jennifer's Body in a while...
0: Give it another give, shot. Give it
1: another shot. Ignore the poster that still just shows Megan Fox being hot.
0: Yeah. So I guess best and worst. What, what, what we have already established Aeon Flux like takes yeah, worse for it. Yeah, I mean, When the director has the, those kind of things to say about it, like listen to them. I, I think that... So real quick, just re- running
1: through like what all I've watched of hers. I watched Jennifer's Body. She did a couple episodes of The Outsider, which is a Stephen King An- adaptation. Yes. Um, She did a segment of XX, which is a oh yeah, you told me about that. Yeah. Generally, didn't care for the film. Her segment was
0: okay. Okay.
1: There was a a segment by St. Vincent that I was really hoping would be awesome, but <gasps> it was it wasn't horror was the problem? Like, yeah. It's like, it's funny. It's dark comedy. Okay.
0: I mean, I can I can get down on that. But. Yeah.
1: It's not, it wasn't a waste of my time, but also wasn't impressed. Uh, sure. Sure. Wasn't what you were looking for. Correct. And then she did the invitation. Yes. Uh, Was it 2015 which, or 2016? Something like that. Yeah. It's definitely worth a watch. I don't know what it is that is missing that I, I it needed. Because I enjoyed it, but I should have enjoyed it more because it has hmm. all the stuff that I like, right? Like it has like an, a singular enclosed location yeah. with a lot of interpersonal
0: relationships. Because the, the synopsis it's of like shit. a guy going to his ex's house mm-hmm. for a dinner party and like suspecting they're going to do something horrible. Yeah. Yeah, it seems really interesting. Uh,
1: I think what's missing is that the side characters needed more subplots. It's uh. weird for me to be like, it needed more subplots, but it need more subplots. Because the, the main character is just like, I don't believe you. You're an asshole. And I'm like, ah. you're probably not wrong, but also an hour and a half of you just saying that until you're right. Yeah. Is whatever. Whereas like some of the other actors in it are pretty solid. So give them something to do. Yeah. But it it, it was enjoyable. I think Jennifer, Jennifer's body is my favorite. Okay. It, it has all the things you would want in a horror movie. It has meaning behind the
0: scenes. It has quippy dialogue. It has some pretty rough gore. It does um, have some pretty rough gore, yeah. Yeah, overall, I, I felt like the gore and, and blood effects and everything were really well done in this movie as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, you know those cards that they have the test audience fill out afterwards? Yeah. I think Diablo Cody was talking, I think she said she still has the card that was written by, they had only shown it to boys. Ugh, and God. the boy was like, more titties? And there's no, they're not new. They're not. that's not what the movie's
0: about. That's not what the movie's about. There shouldn't have been.
1: No. They keep, and once she pointed that out, she's like, we keep almost showing you a boob. Yeah. And then we don't. Yeah. Because it's not the point. This is not the point. We're trying to, anyway. Yeah. What is, who is next? Oh, good. My my least favorite person we covered. This is Mary Heron? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so disappointed.
0: Uh, Because... yeah, I was I, I've I've only ever seen American Psycho. Yeah, which I love. Yeah. Great movie. Uh it is definitely in among the pantheon of films that men misunderstand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my
1: God. I remember freshman year <laughs> hanging out with it. I'm not gonna say who it is, but mm-hmm. a friend in our friend group was like, Come over to my door and we'll watch American Psycho. Nobody talked like that. Yeah. Freshman, you know. And we watched that in Fight Club, and he's like, coolest dudes ever, right? I'm like, I enjoy both these movies, but I feel like we did it for a different, different, movie- <laughs> different reasons. Yeah,
0: I feel like we're watching these very, very differently.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I, I
0: knew a guy in college like that as well. He used
1: just, to be a twig, like when I knew him, like very tall, thin. Yeah. Jacked now for some reason. Wow. Cool. Probably just really took that Jason Bateman <laughs> routine to a... <laughs> Patrick Bateman. <laughs> Jason Bateman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's got to be a deep fake somewhere. There, I Bateman. hope so. Oh my God! It's. I'm oh, just imagining Christ. Patrick Bateman as the crab from Thunder Force. <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! With that like clear jack or
1: clear raincoat.
0: <laughs> Gross.
1: Um, so Mary Heron is one that did. We we only had three options for her stuff.
0: We did, yes. Uh, it was
1: American Psycho, The Moth Diaries, and then she did an an episode of this thing called Fear itself, a YouTube original series.
0: Fuck me. <laughs> um, I mean, YouTube original series are already. I
1: didn't. I didn't know it was. I mean, I assumed like of course they did, but I also didn't know that. And then I watched it, and like the opening alone pissed me off just like the opening credits sure where it's a lot of like crossfading to washed out <laughs> images of spooky shit sure yeah and I'm like you are the like anal runoff of tales from the crypt <laughs> <laughs> like i hate you so much for existing and i watched it it was called community cause... wait <laughs> <laughs>
0: written by dan harman
1: <laughs> <laughs> not scary at all uh
0: Hilarious and, de- Hilarious and thought-provoking, though. Yeah, um, I had a good time with it. Chevy Chase was weird, but...
1: God damn it. <laughs> uh, no, it's called Community because they want to move into, like, a community. It's... It's, oh. it's like, I want to say it's as bad as, like, a Hallmark original, but uh, from my understanding, there's actually some decent Hallmark <laughs> original horror, and this was not that. Hmm. Um, it made me so mad that I refused to watch her other movie, The Moth Diaries. Hmm. So I have... A best and worst, and nothing in between. Cause fuck you.
0: Wow, it, it was that bad. for I you. was so mad. God damn. Yeah. Uh, it has uh, Brandon Roth.
1: They, they Brandon ma- Roth, really? They made Superman. Uh, well, he's an okay actor, but like,
0: yeah, it, it, it was not good. It was not good. I was mad, and it was dumb. They <laughs> <laughs> they made the third Evil X from Scott Pilgrim be bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: they they put him in a dramatic role, and he's kind of meh and. They're
0: like it the the community's evil. How are they gonna do Dylan Dog that way? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Your knowledge of Brandon Roth is unnerving. I'm moving on. <laughs> Fuck you, Mary Harry. Uh, uh, I will say uh Tabby from uh, Happy Hour podcast also did not like uh, she, she took the bullet and... well she she uh she she watched Moth Diaries. She said she uh Moth Diaries was hands down her least favorite there. Uh and also American Psycho was her favorite. So
1: of the option of two.
0: Of the option of two. Yeah. Two and a half. Two and a half. And you let that half sink the whole rest of it. Yeah. It was, it was that awful. bad. All right. Um, what do you say we take another quick break here before we get into the last yeah. uh, of our of our directors? Let's, uh, let's do that. Psst. Hey, you want to get doomed? I'm Tessa. And I'm Nicole. And we have a spanking new podcast for your ear holes called Doom Generation. Listen in as two foul-mouthed bitties have an always casual, often comedic... What? I think we're funny. ...and sometimes chaotic conversation about the things that doomed us to be who we are today. Take a trip with us down nostalgia lane and we'll try not to veer off the road. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Doom Generation Pod and on Twitter at Doom Gen Pod. Later, Doomers.
1: Good afternoon. My favorite horror movie director is John Carpenter. His best movie is The Thing. His worst movie is
0: Escape from L.A.
1: We have, how many directors do we have left? I think four. I think four. Yeah, I think we're halfway through. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited to talk about all of them. Yes. In like a positive way, not in a like, I hated it. But we'll start with, uh, I mean, we we're already kind of talking about it, but we'll start with Clive Barker. Let's do it. Yeah, let's um, jump into Clive. He's directed three films, which is a bummer because I actually, I like all of them. And I I think he would have, especially with uh, the techniques that we have available to us today as filmmakers, it would have been even cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who was the one that talked about Clive Barker?
0: Uh, Tabby from a Happy Hour podcast oh, yes. talked about Clive a little bit. She uh, she said uh, that her favorite of his was Midnight Meat Train, mm-hmm. which I think you pointed out he wrote but didn't he, direct. Yes, it's based on one of his stories. Based on one of his mm-hmm. stories. Okay, and then uh, she said Hellraiser Revelations. I think that's one of the last ones. I, you and I only watched up to the four. We watched one. the first four. Yeah, yeah. which. After that, there's no longer Barker directing. Or, or no, well, Barker's he, done directing after... One. One. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He was heavily involved in the second one, which is why it still like feels like a Clive Barker yeah. project. The third one was where it kind of like went off the railers, rails. Railers. Yes. <laughs> uh, but the fourth one was interesting, but not good. I agree. Yeah. And then, yeah, I guess Revelations would have just been based on the characters created by Clive yeah, Barker. Yeah, that was 2011.
0: Yeah. Which I am very excited about the... New one that's coming out. I'm. I can't wait. That trailer that got they got dropped earlier mm. this week looks yeah. fantastic.
1: I'm kind of like what we were just talking about, where the creatures seem to have more meaning than just the face of what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the the monsters, aside from Pinhead,
0: look like they have some real dark, surreal meaning behind them, and I'm excited. I to... can't wait to try and tamp yeah. uh, down mm. my scarediness to yeah. dissect that. <laughs> I I'm only nervous. That it's being released directly to Hulu. Yeah, I would. I want to see it in a fucking theater. Uh, I'm like, are you doing that because Hulu just wants the monies for themselves? I don't know wh- how that works. I guess it's just th- that's just that—that's the deal that was struck. Yeah. This is going to be a Hulu exclusive production, which yeah. is weird considering Hulu is, uh, if not owned by, then has a big old partnership with Disney. But which is weird to think about. Yeah,
1: itself, but I'm sure we'll talk about that in a future episode, probably. <laughs> so, best well- and worst and it's it's another jordan peel situation where i don't dislike any of them yeah hellraiser is my favorite the original the original
0: it is it's an excellent film um, I, I loved it
1: of the Hellraisers, is my second favorite but hellraiser 2 film. was better I, I i like it more it it just you get more into the world of the
0: the cenobites oh my god yeah no the, uh, the, the that depiction of hell is yeah fantastic yeah. i i loved everything about it
1: and i forget the name of the like main not not pinhead but like the main human antagonist is re- the like the doctor the, the woman in the white oh oh my god Um I think she's just like bloody the whole time right and she might she's be wearing like the white outfit yeah <laughs> it's like probably not the best choice wardrobe wise but also <laughs> fantastic image yeah my second would be Lord of Illusions I really like the world that again the world he creates mm-hmm. Scott Bakula as like a brooding detective doesn't quite work, but I also really like Scott Bakula. So it sure works in that. I like him. Um, (laughs) My, my biggest complaint with the movie is that there's a weird chimp. Yeah. You don't, you're not a fan of chimps, but like not even a scary chimp, just like a chimp. that's like, look at this beast that we've brought in to show how exotic this moment is. I'm like, it's a chimp. It's a chimp. It might even be an orangutan, (laughs) which is even less scary. (laughs) That is. Yeah. Definitely less Um, scary than a chimp. I remember. But after that, that scene, I'm just like, nah, I'm, I'm into it. (laughs) Uh, and then the movie of his, I enjoy the least is, uh, Nightbreed, specifically the director's cut.
0: Okay. Uh, I I
1: tried to watch the studio cut years ago and I was like, I hate this. I'm not watching it. Uh, and I didn't. And then I watched the (laughs) director's cut and it's way better. Um, Hmm. you get some David Cronenberg as the villain. Just, oh wow. Weird and cool. Yeah. I'll take that. It's this like starstruck lovers who get separated because murder and end up in a weird monster community. Yeah. Where the monsters have all kind of like gone underground because humans suck. I, I get it. And then David Cronenberg is like, well, I'm going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, David Cronenberg be like that sometimes. Yeah. yeah, But it it's just like a really, again, Clive Barker, really well developed world. A lot of great makeup effects. Hell yeah. I would love to see somebody pick it up and do it as like a six to eight episode miniseries where you really get to explore the – like there's an entire underworld city, underground city that the the Nightbreed live in. Okay. The thing that holds it back is the ending gets a little goof goofballs. Oh, uh, yeah. Because it's just like, how do we end this movie? I <laughs> guess we'll just
0: like have a big fight with guns and military shit. Like, it's probably yeah. not a satisfying way for that to end. Nah,
1: it, it, it wasn't awful, but it was just like, okay, yeah, you know, I guess you guys don't really know how to end this, did you? Yeah. So that's my Barker. All right, wish he'd do more of this and draw less cats. <laughs> <laughs> I do like his cats as well. They're just not very good-looking cats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Does he? Like, are they like the kind of cats where you can't tell if he's ever actually seen a cat or? He's only seen cats through Clive Barker colored
1: glasses. Oh, God. Yeah. They're horrific. No, 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 no. All right. So who do we got next? Uh, Next, we have Anna Lily Amaport. Excellent.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about her. This was the movie that I enjoyed the most out of this project. Same. Yeah. um, Easily. Yeah. uh, A a Girl Walks Home Alone at Night Mm -hmm. uh, from 2014. I had like I knew nothing going into this movie. As I started the movie, I had looked it up on Wikipedia and saw the descriptor Iranian spaghetti western vampire yeah. movie and I was like, what the fuck kind yeah. of Mad Libs bullshit just got thrown in my eyes? But <laughs> nope, that's exactly what it is. It's what it says on the cover. And See, it's so good. I had I had expectations going into it, which is one of the reasons I didn't want to watch
1: it initially to begin with. One it did been praise the death, which is always hard for me to watch because I'm like... Sure, overhype is definitely a real thing. I've told the story a number of
0: times about No Country for Old Men where it was like super yeah. overhyped. and I watched it, I'm like, this movie's stupid. And then I watched it later, I'm like, nah, it's actually really good. Yep. But, um, but because it had been hyped up to you so hard
1: right. at the time. I had expectations about what kind of movie it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Same thing with this. I had expectations about this being like an indie vampire movie. Yeah. But the very first scene immediately like breaks my understanding what the movie's going to be. Yeah. In a great way.
0: Yeah. It's the guy waiting side of a fence and <laughs> s- steals a cat. He steals a cat. I'm like, <laughs> just...
1: this is not the movie I was expecting. All right, mean And
0: that never got explained.
1: No, he like, just wanted a cat. Yeah. It just... <laughs> <laughs> they needed a cat for the cat plot device, and he got one. And then it continues to break my expectation by not introducing the uh, titular character for a minute. Yeah. Uh, but instead... Showing a kind
0: of douchey drug dealer. <laughs> oh my god, this fucking drug dealer character! I could watch him just yeah do shit for days. Like you hate him as a character. He's a dick. He's a giant fucking but asshole. Fascinating to watch. Like, oh my god, yeah. He invites a girl home. The girl, yeah, home to At, th- well, well, for, well, first he like meets up with his like one like his under dealer or whatever, yeah. and and like. Forces her to blow him. Yeah, it's And nasty. then stops when he sees the girl, like the main girl, in yeah. his rear view, and then looks back and she's not there anymore. And then yeah. runs into her on the street, invites her back to his place <laughs> where he can play jazz and do blow. <laughs> and then lifts some weights, right? And he then lifts some weights at her. That's how you seduce the woman. Just starts <laughs> lifting some free weights seductively. He does offer her some blow. He does offer her some blow. He's—he's. He's I'll give him one point in that A category. polite <laughs> host, I guess. Also has a giant fucking weed leaf tapestry on his back yeah. wall. His tattoos... Yeah. Are it's so confusing. bonkers. He has a Pac Man <laughs> tattoo where it's Pac Man chasing the ghost going down his neck. He has just the word sex <laughs> written over his Adam's apple. Uh... And then when he takes his like tracksuit top off, he has like a whole bunch of tattoos that look real and then a whole bunch that look like they were just plastered on for <laughs> the film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or he had just been freshly tattooed. It's he's a amazing character. All all the characters are really interesting. They are um, honestly like all the characters are so well acted and like well conceived. It's and they and there's so little dialogue. it's, yeah, it's a very little it's dialogue a feat. Which apparently that's just a feature of some of her films because she is yeah. uh, she's she's p- uh, partially deaf. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anna Lily Amipour Am- is. I think she refers to herself as thirty percent deaf. Okay.
1: This, much like her other movie, uh, Bad Batch, are surprisingly funny at parts.
0: There is definitely, yeah. I mean, the drug, the drug dealer in particular, hilarious. You hate him. He's He absolutely yeah. comes across as the asshole that he should come across as. But he is also just a tour of comedic force. Right. Like, he takes himself so seriously. So seriously.
1: Well, even the vamp. Do, do they say her name? I don't think they ever say her name. No. Um. So the girl is, you know, a vicious vampire, spoilers. Yeah. But then does,
0: like, silly things. Like skateboard. Like skateboard. Like she steals a skateboard from a kid and just <laughs> rides that for the rest yeah. of the fucking movie. There, well, there's that one moment where she's just, like, standing facing a wall on the skateboard, just going back and forth between <laughs> parts of the wall, like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What is happening? Uh, she loves herself some music. She loves some music, which, again, I think is pulling from Am- from uh, Ammerpour's own life, because... Uh, when she and her family moved to Florida, she got real fucking into American music culture. And okay. she was a big Michael Jackson and Madonna fan. Like, you yeah. see, like, those posters yeah. all over the place. I have nothing bad to say about this film. No, it's great. It's one of my favorite movies I've seen in years. Yeah. Like, holy shit. I would, it, I would watch this a hundred times.
1: It's a movie. It's one, another movie where I'm like, my only complaint is that I wanted more yeah. of it. Like, I wanted to spend more time with these characters, which is never a bad complaint. No. Um, I wish that I could say the same thing about her second movie. See, I, I,
0: I have not seen the bad batch. It, Sorry. I should just say bad batch. The bad batch is a, a Disney plus star Wars right. cartoon. A little different. Less, yeah.
1: I'm assuming less cannibalism.
0: Wait and see for season two. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, you got too many clones. I see. Uh, you know what you do with clones barbecue (laughs) (laughs) it's it was a it was an all right movie it's it would have helped if I'd not watched the girl walks home alone at night yeah it's also
0: not a good movie it's got a much more like Star-studded cast, though, if I'm not it mistaken, what? Well. Jason Momoa, Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah, fucking Keanu's in it. Um, Jim Carrey. I read is is like a homeless guy with a big bushy beard. Shut up, that was Jim Carrey. Apparently, that was Jim Carrey. Uh, again, I've not seen this movie, but I read I read about it a little bit because uh, there was some controversy around it. But I was not aware of the controversy. Oh, uh so at a film festival, uh-huh. a they ate a guy. Uh, they ate a guy. <laughs> just, they got confused with the Star Wars it's a show. Weird, weird promo. People. No, they sample. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. What is this? Clone trooper? <laughs> <Huh>. uh, <laughs> little gamey. Anyway, a black woman got up to the microphone to ask mm-hmm. to ask a question of the director, and she asked, "Why did you choose to kill all of the black characters? I found that offensive. Like, what were you trying? <laughs> like, what were you trying to say with that? And like." At, at first, right. uh, Am- uh, Amarpura was like, What? Because she couldn't hear oh, everything. Okay, yeah, yeah. So she had to have the, tr- the question repeated to her. And then to what she, I think she, she, the response that she gave was, You know, I might show you something on the screen, but I'm not telling you how to view it. Okay. If that makes sense. So, and like a lot of people came for her for that. Like, okay. th- like she got blown up on Twitter and whatnot for a little while to the point that she, Started, she started trying to engage with it and try and fight back with it, and ended up eventually deleting all of all of her social media, yeah, from her phone. I have issues with this. It's like I, on the one hand, killing uh, killing off a bunch of black characters in Mm -hmm. a movie does feel shitty, Mm -hmm. and on the other hand, it feels odd to accuse a uh, an Iranian immigrant of racism. Yeah. Especially when, I don't know. It's, it's again, I, I need to see the movie itself. But to my understanding, like. There's a lot of dying in it in general. Yeah. I
1: think there are, oh God, I've I i I've watched so many movies this month. There's definitely one prominent death up front that's a, a black woman. But like, makes sense narratively. It's also, it, the thing that bothered me about the movie is going, I'm like. Oh, the white woman is the main character who's just like running around doing white woman things. And sure. If this were a white dude directing this, I'd probably say there was something to it, um, but it wasn't. I, I want to say towards the end, there's another, there's a black dude that comes in, but I can't remember what happens. I thought they made it to the city. I don't think he died, but I could be wrong. Um, I don't know. Mostly there's a fucking Keanu in it. Who's Pablo <laughs> Escobaring around. That's weird. Um, That's yeah, so it was weird. really weird. Um, <laughs> this was the other movie that introduced me to a band that I'm like, that was a sweet fucking band. This movie is stupid. Oh yeah, wh- but, wh-
0: what was the band? Uh, I think Federale. Fed- okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's like I can I always fuck up his name, but like Enio Marconi. Ennio Marconi. Yeah. yeah. It's like him. If the, all of his music was replayed by an indie band, <laughs> uh, and I've just been okay. listening. I've been listening to that and the fucking my chemical romance song this <laughs> has been stuck in my head uh it's a really weird whiplash
0: outstanding
1: yeah if, if it were a thing that continued to happen in all of our movies i'd probably call her on it but also yeah.
0: she's, she's done two movies yeah i, I mean I, I, like, like my immediate reaction is like if somebody tells you you've done a racist thing like listen mm-hmm. to them right or try and hear them out but like I don't know. Like, like, this is such a weird example, and I haven't seen the movie to yeah. like be able to really fully judge for myself. So it's like, yeah. I like, I don't want to say anything definite about it, but just like, right, be be careful and be respectful about shit like that. I guess it's
1: just, so. Like a couple episodes ago, we talked about Tim Burton, and we're like, I got an eye on you, Tim. Yes. Well, it's like I have both eyes fully focused on him, whereas with Anna Lily, I'm a poor. I have, like, I'm, like, glancing over there. Everyone's yeah, it's like,
0: mm, that's maybe maybe a thing to keep uh, an eye out for, but, like... Probably
1: not an issue, but, like, it's on the record. We it's on it. the record, yeah. She also did two episodes of The Twilight Zone, the 2019 Jordan Peele. Right. I watched The Traveler, or A Traveler, not The Triller. And the second episode was called Ovation. I haven't watched that yet. I'll probably watch it after we record. Okay. Didn't like it.
0: did You didn't like The Traveler. But, No. A Traveler. A Traveler. A singular. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. The Traveler is the Disney Plus series of the Star Wars and the... Sorry. Just... <laughs> right. With cannibalism. And the cannibalism um, and the Bad Batch and the... Yeah. Yeah. It was fine. I In general, I don't...
1: I don't know why, but I... This iteration of the Twilight Zone didn't
0: click with me. And that seems to be the case for a lot of people. I have not... It's not, not bad. It isn't clicking for some reason. I think I saw one episode of it. There's one episode that they put up for free for people mm-hmm. to watch and I forget what that was. But... um. Beyond that, yeah, it seemed like it seemed like a lot of people had a lot of mixed feelings about it.
1: I think part of the issue is that the reason I like the original Twilight Zone is this thing you may have heard of called nostalgia. Oh. Um, it's pretty pretty potent stuff. Yeah, sure, sure do. I think also I like mid century bullshit, so there's that. Okay. I also like it when people point out the assholery of those from the mid century. Yeah, which is the Twilight Zone. Yeah, that's um, true. I also like cheesy sci-fi shit. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. It, it has all those things that are maybe, would, would be difficult to recreate. Yeah, I get that. But this episode, it like wasn't, wasn't bad. It was just, meh. meh. I think they tried to do too much. So the story is mm. that this sheriff on Christmas in Alaska arrests her brother because her, the chief of the department, sheriff, whatever, pardons one person every year. Okay. For Christmas. He's a douchebag. It's played by Greg Kinnear. He plays a <laughs> great douchebag. <laughs> but when it comes time to pardon her brother, who's just like sleeping off his drunk in the tank. Yeah. Uh, Stephen, what's his face from, nope. Stephen Yoon. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. in like the cell next to him. And he's like, hi, <laughs> I'm, I'm here. Definitely not an alien. Hoink. <laughs> uh <laughs> And it's, it's just like that. It's just like a bunch of like weird alien shit. Right? Yeah. 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 It was whatever. So yeah, best, definitely Girl girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Worst is... Um, yeah, it's still probably The Bad Batch.
0: Still probably The uh, Bad Batch. Okay.
1: Yeah. She does have a new movie coming out at the end of this month.
0: The Mona Lisa and the Blood Moon, yeah. I believe, which yeah. is a great title.
1: The trailer's out. You can watch the trailer I'll have now. to
0: check that out later. Yeah.
1: It has like a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, but also like a girl walks home a g- girl walks home alone at night also doesn't have a super high score so
0: fuck them. really that's i do think so.
1: bizarre or at least it doesn't have the score i feel it should have which is like a 9.9 out of 10
0: yeah no it should have a, i feel like it should have a very high score that is upsetting to me that's a 6.9 mona lisa or girl a uh, girl yeah that seems a little low yeah i mean for imdb that's still pretty good but... oh it's not bad like it's it is... I do
1: question why it's not higher. Yeah. But, meh. anyway. Moving on. M- moving on to Lee. Lee Janiak. Yes. Okay. Uh, she did the Fear Street trilogy that's on Netflix and Honeymoon. She's also directed a bunch of stuff, but... We have enough movies here to just talk about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tabby from Happy Hour Podcast also chimed in on this one. Uh, she said that the first of those Fear Street movies, uh, 1994, was mm-hmm. was uh, was her favorite, was, was her best, and that Honeymoon was her worst, which I know from what we talked about earlier that you disagree with. I do.
1: This is another one where I don't dislike any of the movies.
0: I've only seen Fear Street 1994 out of this list so far. I very much want to continue on to 78 and and yeah. 1666, but they're fun movies. I wouldn't say any of them are mind-blowingly awesome. No, they're just no, really fun to have. They're competently made, well acted, visually stunning, and fun. Here, yeah. here's something we can piss off the Marvel side of
1: our fandom. Um, <laughs> it's kind of how I feel about some Marvel films, where I'm like, it's not good or bad. It's just like fun to
0: have on. Yeah, honestly. That that I I feel like that is a apt way to describe a good number of Marvel films. Yeah.
1: Like this is the horror equivalent, where I wouldn't say that it's done anything that's gonna stick with me, but it was like a really enjoyable hour and a half, two hours. Sure, sure. Actually I think they are an hour and a half. So that, that's another plus. It's like you're in and you're out. You just enjoyed that ninety was, minutes. That
0: was definitely one of the things I liked about these. Like they, they didn't they didn't belabor it. They didn't make no. you sit there for two to two and a half or three hours. Uh, trying to just keep up with the yeah. pace of all these murders and all this other shit. It's like, no, they actually kept the pace <laughs> yeah. going pretty good and got you out of here in 90 minutes. Something that you'll pick up on as you watch the other two is the interconnectedness is pretty fun. That's what I'm really looking yeah. forward to. Because like the way they set that up in this one works well enough as a standalone mm-hmm. thing. But yeah. the fact that there is that interconnectedness with yeah. these own unique stories, I'm, I'm thrilled. I can't, I can't wait to get more of it. You could probably watch the first two separate of, Themselves. The last one, it
1: wouldn't really make sense to watch without. Sure, sure. So I prefer 1978 as as my most favorite. Mostly aesthetic. Like as far as the quality of film, they're pretty much the same as 94. But that like camp Crystal Lake vibe mm-hmm. with Max from Stranger Things is yeah. pretty
0: great. Like, I thought that was her yeah. in the because uh, they played like a little a little like teaser snippet yeah. at the end of 1994. And I was like, is that Max? She's fucking killing it. Like as an actress. Yeah.
1: I forget her name, but you know, she first pops up in the second season of Stranger Things and has
0: only gotten better. I, I like I really like her in that season as well. Like she like I, I and in season three. Like I still haven't seen the fourth season, but See, that's where she like blew me away. That's where she yeah, really shines. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. That that is the best thing I've heard about season four of Stranger yeah. Things. So that makes me excited to uh to continue on. See I saw this, 78, uh, and then I was impressed with her
1: performance here, and then seeing uh, the new Stranger Things season, I'm like, oh, you are, like, going places. So, I'll be yeah. excited to see where she go, what she performs at next. Honestly, the the, the Fear Streets it's, all... Uh, Sadie Sink. Was yeah, yeah. Thing. The Fear Streets are all just, like, preference. Um, sure. Like, the 90s, I'm like, meh. 78, I like it. See, the thing 1666, that... 1666, I don't care for that period of film or that time period, that period. The, the, the film the film standards and film
0: standards in 1666 were not up to snuff almost no, like is... they were just pictures <laughs> yeah no there's no movement there's no sound how am i supposed to how I, how can i find myself in this
1: so move it back and forth me a little bit the picture move No. The oh, there
0: uh... ezekiel spin the zoetrope faster <laughs>
1: Well, shit, Now I just want to see
0: that. <laughs> I have no idea if they had zoetropes in the 1600s.
1: I did a weird amount of research on zootropes at one point, but I can't remember. I just like zoetropes. Yeah, um, they're neat. <laughs> so I would probably say, man, uh, so Honeymoon is her first film. Oh, it's her first one. Okay,
0: yeah, I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah, and it is. it's very indie. Cool. Um, it has a, it had a budget though. Like I say, indie. But when I say indie, I mean like six dollars in a
0: sausage. Uh, when <laughs> hey 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 <laughs> hey, it's like fifty in a sausage. All right, two sausages. That's right. High like, class production. We had a Back- big Hollywood movie. backup sausage, <laughs> which we used. But I think she had like a million dollars, which is still low budget. That, and that is that is a nothing budget. But still, that's way more than way more ever than seen. we'll ever see. Yeah, holy um, shit. I would, oh, if we'd had a million dollars to make American Curse, my life would have been so much easier. I don't know what I would do. Right? You'd have gotten me a fucking assistant. I probably would have given some back. Be like, we don't
1: get it. Um, (laughs) Are
0: you sure? Are you sure?
1: No, no, no. We've done this with two sausages
0: and $6 before. Well, no. We would have paid the cast more. We would would have paid paid the the crew more. We would have shipped in dry ice. We would have shipped in dry ice. We would have stayed... In a hotel, we would have stayed in a hotel instead of sleeping on top of mm-hmm. each other in a fucking. We would have had that
1: giant floss, uh, floss, giant saucer light
0: that you We would have had day. that giant saucer yeah. light that they used in Nope. Yeah. Oh my god. Um
1: God. So you're spending. We
0: still would have had the 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 fake condom squibs that Matt. Oh yeah. That Matt put together though, because those were great. It was
1: great. <laughs> no, no complaint. We probably just like would have hired like a really well known composer. Yeah. What's John up to? John. John Williams. No, no, no. Carpenter. No, no, no. <laughs> Probably would have fit our, the upcoming Remy Speed mo- Pictures movie, um, American Curse, <laughs> out someday in the future. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> anyway, Honeymoon. I like the... First of all, the acting's fantastic.
0: Okay. Any um, any actors I would recognize? Or? You
1: might. I didn't. But I think the one woman is in Game of Thrones somewhere. Oh. She's a, she's a Scot. She's a Scot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she was phenomenal. The dude was phenom- phenomenal. It's really just like the two of them. and There's like two other characters that show up briefly. But they like go on their honeymoon. They're off like in a cabin on a lake. Some weird shit happens. Oh, Rose Leslie. Sh- sure. Yeah, No, you're right. She was in the Game of Thrones. She was great. I've I've never seen her anything else, but holy shit, can she act? Yeah. No, she's excellent. But see, you, the, the first half hour of the movie is just like developing their relationship together and seeing how well... They acted so well together that I was like, aren't they actually together? I don't know that they are not. But like their performance together
0: was holy shit. That's, I mean, I, see, I love. I love when you can get lost in a relationship yeah. in a movie that way where you really can't tell like, like is this chemistry real or are just really fucking good actors?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the dialogue was a little bit too heightened for me. Like it felt like like a, you're watching a theatrical play level of dialogue. Yeah. So I'm like, little let's chill our tits a little bit, Diablo Cody. Like <laughs> which is only weird because then in the like second or third act, it's more down to earth. Sure. Whereas it'd been that the whole time, it would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but seeing them have this fantastic relationship, and then something happens where you they are separated, hmm, it's really upsetting. Okay. Um, so, like, she starts to act really weird, and he's like, I feel like we're, like, not connecting anymore. And he, she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Because <laughs> he finds her in the woods in the middle of the night, just, like, completely naked and, like, bleeding. Weird? Um, okay. I'm trying not to give it away, because... Yeah, I, I'm I'm probably going to watch this. So. Yeah, uh, it is on Tubi if you speak Spanish. <laughs> God um damn it. There are no subtitles, so... You have to speak Spanish or you can rent it. <laughs> it's not on Shutter or anything? No, or, oh, come on. No, yeah. It was, God. it was not like a cheap rent either. It was, really? it was like six bucks.
0: Six bucks? Yeah.
1: Which is like fine. Like I'll give money to these quote unquote indie directors. Yeah, sure. But also, God damn it.
0: Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I spend money.
1: So yeah, I, I am excited for all of her stuff. And as I remember, she doesn't have anything in the works either. So, so we give her a job. Yeah, someone hired her to do more shit. I think if somebody didn't like high honeymoon. High uh honeymoon it might be because it it could be considered like highbrow horror. It's not yeah. quite that to me. Sure. Like there's some symbolism, but it's not like you have to watch six YouTube videos to understand what the fuck happened. Yeah, that's not um, that's not too that's not a big barrier for entry there then. No. Not good to watch. That brings us to our our gold standard, not gold standard, but our granddaddy horror director. Bill from down the street. Bill, Bill from down the street. Yep. You should see the stuff he films with his phone. It's um, horrifying.
0: It's <laughs> genuinely uncomfortable. Stop sending me these videos. <laughs> you want to see what I can fit in my
1: butt? Uh, no, Bill. No, not
0: the bees. <laughs> it's just bees.
1: <laughs> I saw Candyman one time. Oh, no. <laughs> inspired him for life. Hey, Wes Craven. He's a guy that existed. He's a guy that existed for R. a while. R.I.P.
0: Right? R.I.P. Buddy. Yeah, he, he is. Yeah, he may have had a little bit of an impact on the world of horror film, huh? Maybe a little bit, a little a bit. bit, just a touch. Uh, he did have one or two that were not horror. That's baffling. Yeah, uh, um, he did uh, one of the segments in uh, Paris, Je T'aime. It's weird. Uh, it's weird. It's smells my least favorite. Was, well, then, watching this like series of French shorts, and suddenly Freddy Krueger showed up. See, I don't like that. No, it was <laughs> it was like look at this couple not
1: connecting, but then they uh. fall in love again. It did take place at a cemetery, though. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but well, a French cemetery, so it's classy. <laughs> Ooh,
0: la, la. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that might be the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Uh, I want to say there was like a rom com in his filmography
0: as well. There might have been. I remember um, we looking through and there. I, was like, and I, the fuck? I thought there was one that stood out as like one of these things, and not like yeah. the other. So Wes Craven has been had
1: been directing for quite a while. Quite a while. So I'm just gonna rattle down the list because it it's. I have not watched all of his films. I have not watched Deadly Blessing, which I think is probably the one that sticks out hmm. deadly friend the hills have eyes Two, swamp thing i think there's one or two others i've not seen vampire in brooklyn cursed my soul to take shocker and the one i actually want to watch that i have not watched yet uh the serpent and the rainbow hmm. I, th- I think has mr president in it mr president from independence day
0: oh okay is that pullman, pullman. Yeah. yeah okay neat yeah, I could get down on that. So uh, Tabby from Happy Hour uh, pointed out Hills Have Eyes Two as what she has for worst of uh, of Cravens, and uh, Cam Sully has My Soul to Take okay. as uh, uh, listed as worst as well. I think that was his next to last film.
1: Okay, I want to say because he really he, phoned it in at that point, huh? Well, he managed to do Scream Four right before he passed away. Ah, uh, okay, which I really enjoy, as we'll see. So, like, luckily he went out on, like, a good one. Yeah. Because if it had not been that. That's why I'm like, John, Mr. Carpenter, please (laughs) just do one more. Because whatever his last horror film did not do very well. Mm. Just give us one more. The scores you're doing, fantastic. One more film. So, Wes Craven,
0: what have you watched of his? I've watched a bunch of The Nightmare on Elm Streets. Mm -hmm. And I've seen the original Scream. I think that's about it. I have seen... No, I've not seen the sequels, okay. unfortunately. That's they are on my list to uh, to get caught up on. Yeah, I think I want to rewatch the original and then power through all the uh, up to the latest, so I'm ready for the next one. Something I have not actually seen but have watched a uh, a great video essay on uh-huh. was the people under the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I really want to watch that because that seems fun as hell. Honestly, that's probably
1: the way you should watch it is watch the analysis of it yep. and then watch. Because if you just go in blind, you're like, the fuck did I just watch? And you'll miss all of the subtext.
0: Yeah. I, I can definitely see it being really easy to overlook the subtext of that one. Yeah. So you least, just get lost in the guy in a gimp, the in a gimp suit leather, walking around with a yeah. shotgun.
1: And the literal people in the walls.
0: Yep. So least favorite
1: is his segment from Paris Tem, and it is called something French.
0: Because they're all... I, I'm choosing to believe that it's just called literally in English something, <laughs> something French. French. <laughs> just, he couldn't be bothered to come who, up with a name. Who picked Wes Craven for
1: this French <laughs> film? I think they also have the Coen Brothers, but that made a little bit that more sense That makes a to little me. bit more sense. Like, like not can... make sense, but more sense. Yeah. But there are... <sighs> what They're not called
0: Burroughs. Wait, do you see what Tarantino was going to do.
1: <laughs> are they like a small or something like that? The, instead of Burroughs. You know how like New York's broken up in the Burroughs. Yeah. Fr- France is broken up into the nine. Oh, I have no fucking idea. Well, each one of them is the name of one of the shorts. Oh. Um, okay. So here's here's me trying to remember, like, two months of Duolingo. <laughs> <laughs> French. uh uh, per, per, uh Lachey.
0: Père lache, Père lache, Père lache. You know. Okay. I hated it. <laughs> So so, Cra- so Wes Craven did Barrel yep. of Shave. Barrel of Shaves. Okay. <laughs> one up from that is Red
1: Eye. Really didn't like that movie. That was dumb. Then you have Scream 3. Did
0: not care for that didn't one. Didn't care for Scream 3. Okay. It, it was
1: very much of its time. I think Jay and Silent Bob pop up in this for a second. Was, oh, that. <laughs> uh, it was like that S- did happen, Scream, it? Scream does Hollywood. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, mm. Then The Hills Have Eyes, the OG. Okay. Uh, didn't really care for it. But I do like the time period and the aesthetic. Scream 2 is one up from that. And really from like Scream 2 onward, I enjoy them all. But it doesn't quite recapture the magic of the first one, but it's still pretty
0: fun to watch. Sure, sure.
1: Then you have The People Under the Stairs, (laughs) which is a fucking weird movie
0: (laughs) that I enjoy. (laughs) It's a fucking movie that exists and seems like it'd be so much
1: fun. They reunite the couple from Twin Peaks.
0: (gasps) That's right! Yeah!
1: They work so well together that I'm... Like, you know somebody in the like the studio was like, we can't,
0: that's like, we're just, twer- no, that, that we, we got one of them. We have to try to get the other.
1: Well, I feel like, so we probably like argued against them, like, we can't just have them. We're just acting together. And somebody's like, yeah, but like, they did really well. They did really well. Um, so
0: good. You know, they have chemistry. Yeah.
1: Bonkers chemistry. <laughs> uh, then new nightmare after that.
0: Sure. Okay. Kind of like soft reboot. I remember there being a lot of hype for that whenever yeah. it was originally coming out. It's it's like my fourth favorite nightmare movie.
1: Okay. I go like 132 New Nightmare. Above that, and this is the one I watched f- for this episode was The Last House on the Left, which I'd never seen before. Yes. It's a fucking weird ass movie, which I liked <laughs> because what I expected was just a, hun- a whole bunch of like like 90 minutes of assault. But it wasn't that. It wasn't that. There Good. is definitely that. Mm. But the movie I my understanding of the movie was always that it was horrible to watch, and it was just a bunch of assault. Okay. Mostly because the remake is that. Oh, shit. Um, Which I have not watched, but Belinda said she was watching it at a friend's house and had to go into the bathroom because it was awful. Um, Damn. Yeah. This is (laughs) to paraphrase something Wes Craven said uh, about the making of the movie. I don't know. I was high most of the time. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, it's a Stephen King.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it was very much like, you know hippies made this movie. Yeah. Like from the, I think I texted you while I was watching it and the first like 15 minutes I'm like, oh, it's just a goofy hippie movie. You did say that. Yeah. I do remember that. It's like, oh, their hippie daughter's like off to go see a band and they're like stick in the mud. Dad and mom are just like, no, you be safe. And she's like, oh, dad. <laughs> And he's like, why aren't you wearing a bra, you hippie? And she's like, I don't need one, dad. And then there's a lot of murder. Tone shift. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, these uh, maniacs have escaped from prison and are on the right, right, right cross countryside. Just don't run into <laughs> those guys. They're real bad. And then the the youngest, and like, really the only redeemable person of the, like, evil people. is like, you want to buy some cocaine? And they're like, <laughs> do we? We're hippies on the way to a concert. And he's like, right inside. Murder, murder, murder.
0: <laughs>
1: That's my summary of uh Last House on the Left. But it, it sounds like a good time. It's not. Um <laughs> But it is very interesting. And it I think the reason I enjoy it is because it takes several tonal shifts that you're like, huh, didn't expect that. Okay. First, hippie, fun hippie movie. Then the movie I expected it to be, which is like murder and assault. And then parent revenge film. Strange. Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of wild. Yeah. Above that is scream four. It is this high on the list because of the character of Kirby. And that's it. Hmm. I mean, like I enjoyed the movie in general, but Kirby is the one that gets it up there. It's, I forget the actress's name, but she was in heroes. She was the blonde one. Hayden Panettiere? Yeah. Okay. She plays like a film nerd. Cool. Like a horror film nerd. And she's really good at it. Nice. Uh, I think they're actually bring, like fans like her so much that they're bringing her back for the newest one. Oh, nice. Because like, we never did really show that she died. It's just like pretty, <laughs> you just assume she died because of the thing that happened. Excellent. But also like, we didn't show it and people do really like this character. Uh, above that is Nightmare on Elm Street. And then my favorite is Scream. Outstanding. Yeah. I, I had a feeling Scream was going to be at the top of the list for you there. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a movie I can just like put on every year and still enjoy it. It's Hell yeah. It's, the, the entire cast is fun. I love me some Matthew Lillard. Yeah. He's um, excellent. Just everything about it, it hits the right button. Hell yeah. It's funny and scary. Great opening. Mm-hmm.
0: It is an iconic opening. Yeah. I'd probably have to put Scream at the top of mine for, yeah. uh, for him as well. As much as I, as much as I like, like the old, like the original, like handful of Freddys, just yeah,
1: the yeah, and I, not that I haven't pissed off enough people yet, but like I really like the second Nightmare on Elm Street. It's, it's I don't remember it well enough. I know I've seen it. It is. They bring Freddy into the real world to kill him. Oh yeah, but it's it's an awful movie unless you watch it as. The main character being a closeted gay man, which he very clearly is. <laughs> um, and he's having these nightmares of Freddy because he's art, he's trying to f- figure out his sexuality. Okay. That's
0: the way to watch it. If you don't watch it like that, it's stupid. Gotta go for the queer reading. Okay. Yes. Cool. I'm all for that. Yeah. 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 We did it. We, we did, did it. We did
1: the <laughs> Jimber Erasmus. Cool. <has. laughs> <laughs> Whew. <sighs> So uh, yeah, you know, watch the movies that you um, enjoy, the, the, your classics. Your watch every Halloween, but
0: also try some other shit. Yeah, um, and I just want to reiterate the point of this whole exercise was not to hate on any movies or like shit, no. shit on any directors. Here, it was to, it was just an experiment to kind of look at some of the some of the horror mainstays and some of the lesser known uh, horror uh, contributors to the horror genre out there, and. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just you know, get some some uh, suggestions for other stuff to watch and kind of you know gauge our own feelings about some of this stuff. Part of it is,
1: you know, we we came up with our list of directors we wanted to talk about, best and worst, and we're like, everyone's done this. Yeah, like we these you know six or seven horror directors, everyone's done
0: this, and. We will probably do in the future. Yeah, we'll probably do something we'll, different. Yeah, we'll probably do more of this. But yeah, we'll, who knows? Maybe next time it'll we'll be more structured. Maybe maybe we'll do <laughs> do some. Maybe we'll do take another another twist to it or something like that. Uh, but, electric seats. Oh electric man. shock seats! Yeah, that will be rigged into the stream chat, yeah. and people will get to shock us if they don't like our opinions.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: Just shocker butts right there. Butt shocker, butt shocker. <laughs> While we watch Shocker by Wes Craven. That only seems
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the only way it'll be fun. Um, <laughs> oh, either gosh. that or we can live stream us watching Lawnmower Man. Which is a movie that was so loosely based on a Stephen King movie that, or story that he sued to get his name taken off. Yeah. He's like, no, it wasn't. And they're <laughs> like,
0: legally, we agree with you. <laughs> Amazing. But in the meantime, thank you all for listening, uh, for checking us out here and joining us. If you enjoyed what you heard, if you like the show, please rate and review everywhere you possibly can. Like a nice gentleman I'd like to highlight, uh, Zach from uh, F Cultured and the Neat Cast reviewed us everywhere. Hmm. Like iTunes, Good Pods, Podchaser, wherever the hell else. He reviewed us very, very positively in all those platforms. So thank Thank you, you. Zach, for that. So yeah, uh, you can find us on all those platforms or on uh, Podcast Addict or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, please like, subscribe, rate, review to help us get further up in search results and help people discover us more easily so we can get into more people's earholes. holes. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so on Twitter at Pod, on Facebook at Podcast, on Instagram at derazzled underscore podcast, and on TikTok at derazzled underscore podcast. So yeah, everywhere, follow us. Look up, look at our, look at our nonsense. Uh, if you want to wear our nonsense, you can look us up on Redbubble and buy merch, uh, at derazzled merch. Yes. Uh, and I think that covers everything.
1: You can't escape us.
0: You can't escape Don't us. Even try. No. If you want, if you want to find, if you want to ask for permission and or directions on how to escape us, or suggest things you'd like to see us cover, email us at derazzledpodcast at gmail I actually kind of like the idea of voicemails leave leave us voicemails those are very nice yeah it was kind of fun getting you know, getting voicemails here uh for this episode yes yeah, so send yeah send us more thoughts more more stuff about things that we're going to be that we uh we're going to be covering like if you have something you want to share about uh uh Friday the 13th like why uh, did they give abs to a sentinel why did they it's give abs to a sentinel it doesn't need abs no
1: not at all is it supposed to intimidate me <laughs> Am I? is it a scarier
0: robot because it has artificial abs Yes, let us know it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let us know at uh, at at gmail We welcome that, or on our anchor page for that matter. It's st- you know, while you still g- still can uh, leave voicemails there. Uh, so I think that wraps up everything for us. So yeah. don't eat too much candy. Don't eat too much candy. Yeah, eat a responsible amount of candy. Don't want to get a tummy ache.
1: If you put razor blades in your apples, make sure to push them in the whole way.
0: you don't want them. To, you, you don't want them to be. Easily telegraph, or
1: you know, it's kind
0: of. Don't put raisins in apples, please. Um, don't don't do that. You should that.
1: put them in before you you dip them in the caramel, because no, that helps cover up the holes. Do, we'll we'll be sure that. to razzle, razzle, razzle dazzle yeah. you. <laughs> Fuck.